0: Long before the start of this glorious First Cut podcast with Kyle Porter, uh, Phil Mickelson used to be a winner. And now for the first time on the First Cut podcast with Kyle Porter, I, Chip Patterson, your host, am pleased to announce that Phil Mickelson's back in the winner's circle. Kyle, how are we feeling about Lefty right now?
1: Well, you should be feeling great because you, you walked it off
0: again. I know. Two in a row. I know. I told you it's what the, the process is, the process, <laughs> the process is, is mostly, uh, you know, it's mostly feel based. So we'll, we're, we're going to, at the end of this podcast, when we start talking about expert picks for the Valspar, I'll, I'll be handing out another one. We'll we'll see how it goes. You got your feels back. Yeah. It's, it's, I, f- <laughs> it, I. it is about feels actually, <laughs> It, do your feels travel
1: or or now do they
0: yeah uh, do it's they travel? It, i think i think the you know it's great to have my feels back you know just really feeling good right now um <laughs> you know if i as 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 long as my putting's good i'll be all right
1: my favorite one that tiger ever had i can't remember where it was uh it was it was in the middle of his uh kind of stopping and starting between 13 and 18 i some, somewhere in there and he said somebody was asking him about his swing or whatever said well you know my feels travel and it's like i I don't what i don't even know where to begin on what that means i mean like i think that he thinks we all know what it means but it's like feels travel like did you pack them in a
0: suitcase i get it i understand you understand don't you no, I do. It's just—it's it's just, so fun. But you're right. It's it, that's part of the the lo- the fun of Tiger when he starts talking about the game.
1: Yeah, and I think that like when he, st- I, I like how we're, we're, Phil wins, and we're talking about Tiger. Like, two oh yeah, the no,
0: Phil's steamed. Uh, <laughs> uh, when he
1: gets like super like nerdy and wonky, like I think that he enjoys like that's like that uh, sort of. Uh, intellectual superiority
0: mm, like when somebody he, like,
1: talking to media and and like just, I, I don't know like there's just a there's a sense about it and and I think it's awesome like, I thought the most fascinating parts of his book or excuse me of Hank Haney's book about Tiger were this like sort of higher plane of thinking that he was on and and also like Uh, physical ability that he was on i mean that's the that's the stuff where it's like this dude is really unique and so i i I think it's sort of fun when he talks you know like 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 says stuff that bryson dation bows like what what are you talking about (laughs) uh but it doesn't it doesn't make for great uh content on the internet
0: yeah well it's uh let's let's give let's give phil his uh his, his his proper <laughs> yeah. his proper due here, um, you know we I'm sure that all the listeners by this point have seen the highlights or maybe they were glued to every second from the entire week. Um, I I want to start with when how much confidence did you have after JT uh, hold out on 18 that Phil was going to be able to chase him down because if I remember right I think that Phil was walking off either 12 or 13. And he was, at that point, two strokes back. And so it would have be needing to make up two strokes over five holes. Did you feel confident that Mickelson could do it?
1: That's a good question. I, I'm trying to think back to when it happened. Um, I didn't f- necessarily feel confident about Phil, but I felt confident that it, well, it was hard because I, I think I felt confident that somebody somebody would catch JT. I didn't know who because you had Hatton in there, right? At the time, I think Cabrera Bayo was like only two or three
0: back. There, there was a lot of different guys in there, but also Cabrera Bayo got to 14. He might have been in there in that uh, group that was tied two strokes back right after the shot yeah. dropped.
1: I think he might have been, but also there's these moments, and I always go back to the. Fourteen Masters with this. So Friday, I think I think Bubba shot like a sixty-five on Friday, sixty-six something like that. And as it was happening, it's the fourteen Masters that Bubba beat Spieth in. As it was happening, you're like Bubba's Bubba Watson is winning the Masters right now. Like this is you know what he's doing right now is is ending the Masters. Like right. you can you can feel it. You can see it unfolding. And so you have these moments and, and they're easier to see later on. And it felt like Justin Thomas ended the WGC Mexico championship with, with the shot that he hit. Like it's just a, it's just a moment that it, it deserved to be the, the walk off the winner, you know? Uh, and so that sort of coincided with the fact that so many guys had so many holes left to play um, that I, I didn't, I didn't really know what to feel. I mean, I I didn't know what was going to happen. And, and you know, I, I thought that it, I was really impressed by the way that Phil kind of hung in down the stretch. Because, right. and and I think Brendan Porath tweeted about this. Like he talked about it. Uh, I think it was St. Jude last year. How he kind of he kind of came undone when he saw his name on the top of the leaderboard. Which you're like, what are you talking about? You've won forty two times on the PGA Tour. But he said he got nervous and all these different things. And he played great down the stretch. Didn't hit a ton of fairways. I think he only hit twenty seven on the week.
0: Hey, but uh, then like, that's how you're what number one in scrambling in the field. That's how you yeah, get it done.
1: He was 53rd in the field in fairways hit, uh, all over the the uh, all over Mexico basically. But just the 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 approach shots that he hit and the looks that he gave himself, and he putted out of his mind. I mean, he was third in the field in strokes and putting. And uh, just didn't he just didn't make a ton of mistakes and, and he gave himself an opportunity and, and then he took advantage of it on fi- uh, 15 was the par fives, not a super hard hole and he took advantage and then 16 was the one that he hit the 20 footer or whatever. And you're like, wow, this is this is awesome. This is an awesome <laughs> golf tournament.
0: Um, I I still felt uh, I, I still felt confident that Phil could chase him. But like looking back, like I think because he was dialed in with the putter and even down the stretch, there were some putts that burned the edge. You know, there was obviously the one putt that went like 270 degrees around the putt, around the hole and did not fall in. Um, but I yeah. I, I just I was like, well, two strokes over five holes, the way he's putting himself in position right now, uh, I think he can chase him. I think what's interesting is that if JT doesn't get a bogey on 17 Yeah, then that's at 17 under and it's I mean, I know that I'm talking about one stroke here, but, you know, in a game of margins, you know, so on and so forth. Like, I don't I don't know if Phil had a 65 in him. You know, it was it was one of those crazy things where I think part of me knowing that the door was still open was knowing that uh, the way that just, you know, Justin Thomas could have pushed that another stroke. And that kind of had me feeling like, you know what, I, I think somebody can get to 16 between now and then.
1: I think that we, I think that we don't talk about luck enough as it relates to individual events. I mean, think or about, like Justin
0: Thomas isn't in the playoff if not for like if a bounce goes an inch differently on the approach shot. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's crazy. And like even when Phil was punching out on whatever it was, thirteen or fourteen, when he, when he disappeared from the broadcast, and there was a fan in the way, and it hits the fan, and it's like, well, okay, what you know. There's just so many things that happen over the course of an event, and I think over the course of time, you obviously see the best players give themselves the most opportunities to win. But in an individual event that's only 72 holes long, there's just so many different things that can happen that it's just like I, I feel like we make these definitive statements, like, "Well, so and so was definitely better, like putting this week, or or on approach shots," and it was like, "Well, he was like." one and a half strokes better over the course of four days like it it, but we but we act like he was like you know significantly uh more like we got um, 280
0: strokes in a weekend we're talking about the difference of a stroke and a half
1: yeah Yeah. and it's like well they were like basically the same like it was the same (laughs) thing and i mean luck can swing a couple of strokes and that can be the that can be the tournament and and so it's just uh I don't know. It's funny, like the definitive statements that we make based on uh, these tiny margins and with all the luck that you have involved.
0: Um, when we when I when I told you I was making the pick, I was uh, I mentioned the the super cut. And all the, the all the just oozing confidence that has been coming from Phil Mickelson leading up yeah. to now is like when I win one, I'm gonna win a couple. How about his did you catch his response about when he was asked about um oh, yeah. if he's gonna get to fifty? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get there uh-huh absolutely
1: did, did did he think that they were talking about age or wins
0: because <laughs> seven wins, seven more? I, I told you. He's oozing. He just he was he just knew as soon as he broke through, it's gonna be floodgates. He is gonna make the Ryder Cup team without being uh, captain's pick.
1: Oh yeah, easily. We, on our our uh, little uh, chat thread, our group chat, uh, Kevin Van Valkenburg of ESPN said that uh, he's he can't wait until Phil captains the 2024 team and then uh, <laughs> puts himself in the lineup like to lead off. Like, doesn't even wait until, <laughs> you know, Friday or Saturday. Like, he's like the, he's like at the top of the, I think he said the lead off, Or he, he, he said he was going to like act like he was just going to play himself in singles. But then, like, you know, he's in every, he's,
0: he's playing every <laughs> section. Yeah. Uh,
1: my, my, I thought even better than the 50 win thing though was he got interviewed right after. I mean, this is like, it's like three minutes, or not even, it's like two minutes after the, the, the uh, tournament's over and i think Steve Sands was interviewing him and Phil goes well i feel like i'm playing you know the best golf of my career i mean this is this is as good as i've i've putted this is you know i'm driving it average but that's good enough for me and like he he immediately went into like the best is yet to come and you're like you're, you're 47 like you haven't won in 5 years the best is yet like what what are we talking about here And it was just, it was a very Phil um, moment. And, you know, I wrote about this on Monday, but the Masters has the potential to be just all time right now with the way that Phil's playing, with the way that Tiger looks, and with all the young guys that are playing great. I I just, I couldn't be more excited about about a month from now.
0: We've got a, uh, we've got an interesting run-up Oh, hey, no, no, we need to talk about the rest of... Didn't you have Hatton as your pick? I don't. Uh, there was a lot more storylines I want to unpack from WGC Mexico.
1: Yeah, Hatton was my sleeper. Great call. Uh, and, and I actually read this on the fried egg. I can't remember who wrote it. I, I don't think it was Crooked Andy, as he's known in fried media egg. circles. Uh, I think it was Pauly, fried egg Polly, who's a good follow on Twitter. But he was talking about how that course uh is very it's almost like your local muni. Like it just it's like a it's like a better version, like with kind of better greens than your than your, you know, $25 a pop on the weekend municipal course. Uh and how that sort of style favored European golfers. And you saw it. I mean you saw Fleetwood last year play great. He was kind of in the mix early again. Um, Hatton was obviously there throughout. Cabrera, Bayo, Sergio, all these guys who um, are really just great shot shapers uh, played great. I mean, Sergio was awesome. He played so well. He he was. I was looking at his strokes gain. He was like f- 55th in strokes gained around the green. He just he didn't chip it. He didn't chip very well. He was top ten in strokes gained putting. If Sergio's top ten in strokes gained putting, he should be winning golf tournaments. He you know? had a
0: he he had uh what I'm what I am unfortunately like it's this is totally unfair on my part. But when uh when he has an absolutely brutal miss, which I remember one, and there might have been a couple on Sunday. I'm like, yeah, well, you already, you know, you know, karma is going to come around couple of those. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why it's still, I don't know why Justin Rose's miss still sticks with me. Like maybe it was just the, the face that he made afterwards, but at like, Augusta? yeah, at Augusta. Yeah. And so like when Sergio has like a Justin Rose moment on the green, I'm like, yeah, sorry, bud. Can't feel bad for you there. <laughs> you you kind of, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like as a fan, I'm kind of yeah. like, well, that's, that's the way that's going to go. I'm I'm sure you yeah. wouldn't try change anything. Right. Sergio.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he played a lot better than he did at the Honda classic the week before. And he's a, he's a good pick for this week for, for Ennisbrook at the Valspar. But, um, yeah, Hatton. Hatton was great. I, I kind of I, I agreed with. Uh, I, I heard Chris Solomon talk about this on the No Lying Up podcast. A lot of people were kind of down on Hatton just for the way he was reacting. Uh, he's kind of a little little whiny at times. Little little, uh, you know, getting getting. I mean, did you see the uh, spike mark blame that he had on eighteen? I don't know if you saw that. He had a he had a putt on eighteen to get into the playoff. And it hopped up like two inches after he hit it, and he just immediately like lost it. Like the putt was like still six feet away, and he's like, "Oh, he was going. blaming
0: a spike mark."
1: Yeah, but I, thought, I I don't I,
0: know if it was
1: I don't know if it was a spike mark. I think it might have been just the the green. He was whatever it was. He was staring at it and pointing, and um, I don't know. I kind of like him. I think he's gonna be fun as hell at the Ryder Cup. I I, I think that I mean, can we put the Ryder Cup like? Just, the week after the Masters, I am jacked for the Ryder Cup. We've got it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be unbelievable.
0: We got hey man, we got we can't prematurely uh use up all of our content. We got we got yeah. we've got some June and July podcasts coming up that uh Ryder yeah. Ryder Cup, we got plenty of time and a lot more results, of course. Now, speaking of Ryder Cup, the twenty one year old, Chopin Kershammer. Yeah. What do we I so my first introduction to him was uh, via Eddie Pepperell, who like there was a, a European. Were you, were
1: you guys hanging out or
0: what? No, it was the the European tour has like the Hilton Player of the Month or something.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And Eddie Pepperell retweeted the European tour, and he was like just basically making a plea uh for why he why he absolutely had to do it and needed your vote. Um, I think he said in there that he was uh, he his pet had been taking advantage of him or something along those lines, <laughs> like like he was totally clowning it up for what appeared to be uh like European Tour Player of the Month award. Um, I and so uh, Sharma was another one of the players that was in the in the poll there, and I was I was felt like I was being introduced to this. Uh, m- more like Hatton, uh, in Fleetwood. Just this this big crew of uh European, if not young, but definitely new to me, golfers that appear to be playing well right now. Yeah, it's
1: been fun. I was talking with somebody about this today. It's it's been fun to watch, <clears throat> sort of this transition of guys that have had success on the European Tour now Fleetwood and and guys like Alex Norin and Hatton. Uh, who else is in there? I'm trying to think of some other young guys. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, different guys, Ross Fisher, different guys like that. They've had a lot more success than Sharma has had on the European tour. He was he was like I was telling my wife today he was like 450th in the world on December 1st last year. So what is that? Uh, 100 days ago he's 450th in the world, and yeah. today he he's now? playing in the Masters.
0: Oh. And so yeah, he gets an invite to the Masters. What's the what 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 did he trip up in the system that earned him that invite?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Fred Ridley, uh the new Augusta National chairman, extended an invite. And this is not unprecedented. You know, Ryo Ishikawa used to get uh a special invite. I think he got a couple of them. There have been other international guys in the past and and I think that, you know, so Sharma goes from like 450 in the world to 66. He won the Joe Open, the Maybank May Championship, and then played in the final group with Hatton and Mickelson. So it's not like – I mean, not a joke. He got into the field in Mexico because he's number one in the race to Dubai, which is the European Tour's FedEx Cup. So it's not like – I mean, it's not like he's you know 190th in the world. He's obviously either riding a hot streak or potentially a superstar. Right. And so, you know, he could still qualify to get into the Masters. If he wins a PGA Tour event, I don't know if he's even going to play anymore. He might play the match play, I guess. Uh, Or if he gets into the top 50 of the World Golf Rankings the week before the Masters. I don't think either of those will happen. And so Augusta invited him. And I think that, I I don't, I mean, the language that they used, I, I think it was pretty clear that they are um, excited about potentially growing the game internationally. It wasn't. It wasn't like they were trying to hide that fact. Let, let me pull up what was actually said. Um, so I think that's a. I don't know. I think that's a legitimate thing. Um, hold on. Let me pull it up.
0: Yeah, Alan Shipnuck on Twitter, hoping to grow TV ratings in his home country. Er. To grow the game, the Masters has added Shabankar Sharma to this year's field.
1: Hey, by the way, you're the only person who can say his name correctly that I know.
0: Was so. was I saying it right? I was. I was. You know, full honesty yeah. to the listener. I was. I was. I was diving in there because for most of the weekend, I kind of felt like I was reading his name as Shub. <laughs> you know, like I feel like what 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 little bit of. Uh, chatter i was getting
1: Uh, okay so here's the statement (laughs) golf is a global game and throughout our history we have extended invitations to deserving international players not otherwise qualified so it's not exactly like trying to hide the fact that they're excited about having a potential superstar in a country with a billion people in the field i you know i mean
0: I, i i don't have any criticism for uh augusta national on this i think it's a smart play
1: yeah, I do too. I think it. Yeah, I think it's great. I. I mean, I, and you know, I, I thought um, so. Kyle Robbins uh, is a guy that I follow on Twitter. He writes. Uh, he writes about golf for SB Nation. Wrote a really good Justin Thomas piece last year during the U.S. Open, and he was talking about how uh, Sharma and then Hao Tong Li of China, those guys have an opportunity that somebody like Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas don't have because. And, and I think the language that he used he said something like if if Smeep wins twenty majors, that's not as big a deal as Sharma or ha Tong oh. Lee winning one major in yeah. their country like they are they are gods in their country if they win uh, the u s Open or the open championship or whatever it is. And you know as golf continues to expand globally, i i I think it's great that Augusta is I mean again it's not like the guy's ranked like 170th in the world he's 66 and he's white hot
0: right now yeah and I get that like he's trying to take down Eddie Pepperell for European player of the month (laughs) 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 well it's hard
1: because it's like is he better than I don't know Charles Howell who's I don't know 68th or 73rd in the world probably not maybe I I, who knows you know it's we're at a we're at a single snapshot in time. he He might disappear after April, and we never hear from him again. But um you can only you can only do things based on the information that you have right now. And based on that information, I, I think it's a cool move from Augusta.
0: There's a way to get the latest scores, news, and highlights for golf and all your favorite sports, and it is CBS Sports HQ. It's of course the brand new 24/7 streaming sports information channel, and that's always on. And guess what? It's completely free. Uh, you can actually stream it anytime. You can do it through the CBS Sports app on the Apple TV, Roku, on your phone, or other connected devices. And you know what? If if you don't want to, you know, watch it through the app, there's a website. If you just want to pull it up. Leave it on all day. We got trivia questions during the uh, commercial break, so you can test your sports knowledge. You can watch online at cbssportshq.com. Kyle is on there a bunch. I'm on there from time to time. Kyle, tell them to watch CBS Sports HQ. Yeah,
1: my, my, uh, so I do my, my shots out in my shed that I built in my backyard, and my family watches inside on the TV, on our Apple TV. It's they, awesome. They they and watch they might,
0: live and they come cheer you as you come back yeah, in. Then,
1: then my kids make fun of me when I go inside. So <laughs> it's, it's a real high tech operation actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't have a shed. Uh, I've, I've got, uh, I'm, it might look like that, but, uh, I just have an office and, uh, man, the ring light, the, the bright, the bright lights of CBS sports HQ. They're on. I'm happy that, we're, it's, at- that it's on
1: it's actually been a lot of fun. Like I, I've found myself, uh, just kind of jumping onto the website randomly throughout the day, just to see kind of what's going on. It's very, very heavy on news and scores. And it's just a very easy, like, uh, uh just kind of snapshot update of, of what's going on in, in sports. So mm-hmm. I've enjoyed doing it. Uh, I hope that it is incredibly successful and that other people enjoy it as well.
0: Absolutely. So HQcom or you can find CBS Sports HQ through the CBS Sports app on your mobile device or OTT device for your television. Um, okay. So Justin Thomas, now up to number two player in the world, he is continuing to break down and add his name to um, you know all of the – Youngest to do this, youngest to do that. Uh, the most recent one I saw was, uh, you know, top five, fifth youngest to get to number two in the world. And, of course, the rest of that list is uh, your Tiger Woods, your Jordan Spieth, um, Jack Nicholas, and I believe John Rahm was the other one on that, uh, Justin Thomas being the fifth youngest to reach number two in the world. On CBS Sports right now, um, we have someone, we have a headline writer who wrote Good Friends, Beat and Jordan Thomas, promoting, of course, the story that you wrote comparing the two. But what do we make of uh, Justin Thomas continuing to add his name to uh, all of these incredible first two moments?
1: I need to uh, address that headline.
0: Oh, no. I, I just saw it today, and I, was, I couldn't tell if they were joking. Like, is the joke on us? Are we guilty by association? (laughs) Guilty by suspicion?
1: Thankfully, the actual headline in the story does not say good friends. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to be clear on the uh, 0% chance that either of them are listening to this. I did not write that. And anytime I
0: have written it, it's been uh, 100% out of irony. I wanted to give you the opportunity to, if if you didn't, if you hadn't already seen it, at least be alerted to the fact that it's existing right now. Uh,
1: the real headline is Justin Thomas pacing Jordan Spieth as young Americans post historic starts, which
0: is, is true, true, fair. Yeah. And my question, on a serious note, is: Was there <laughs> something from? Um, you know, either the way he played or any, any other new data points that we're adding to the constantly evolving understanding of these two incredible talents right now in the world of golf, uh, any major JT takeaways from a, gr- a great performance, uh, like you mentioned, a moment that we won't forget for a long time with that hole out, uh, you know, where, where, where are we at with Thomas right now?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, the hole-out was just – it was so cool. He he did the wrong – he switched the celebrations. When he dropped the F-bomb at Honda, that's when he should have dropped it was after holing out from <laughs> – you know, for Eagle. Yeah. And then he should – you know, that that's the – not making like a three-footer to win. But uh, the hole-out was unbelievable. I, I thought he sort of added so, – so there's – there are – innumerable different ways to win a golf tournament right you can play from out in front you can bide your time and make a move on friday or saturday you can uh, build a huge lead and then just make all pars on Sunday. there's just there's tons of different templates to use to win a golf tournament and i think what's interesting is that you see with a guy like thomas he he has shown a versatility to use any of them and this week it was being down 11 halfway through the event and then going 62 64 on the yeah. weekend to almost win. That's a that's a joke. There's not there's not and my point is there's not many guys that can do that. And so for him to have that in his arsenal uh in terms of a way to win a golf tournament is just unbelievable to me. And I just I mean his encore to last year has been pretty stout so far speed followed up 2015 when he won five times with i think two wins uh he won tournament of champions and he won maybe john deere i can't remember uh thomas almost has three could could have had three already and we're not even we just got into march yeah and again, he had five wins last year, had a major. So I just feel like his encore to last year. I, I don't think we're giving him enough credit for how difficult it is to bounce back from what an amazing year he had. And he talked about that in his freaking press conference at the PGA Championship. He said, "I'm going to reach out to Tiger. I'm going to reach out to uh, Jordan, good friend Jordan, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> on on how to on how to handle everything." And it's clear that he has figured that out. And, uh, man, he's 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 the best player in the world right now. I, I don't know how long that will continue. And I don't know how you can even, you know, I don't know if, if we'll know when it transitions. But right now, there's nobody that's been better.
0: Yeah, I think that you've got a uh, window where he – I don't think he's anywhere close to cooling off, you know? Like, he might not win – like, there, there might not be – uh what would i over under justin thomas wins the rest of the season i'm setting it at two and a half
1: yeah that that's a good number um i've always i keep going under on him i think obviously the career wins i went (laughs) it'd be
0: very on brand for you to go under on this yeah
1: the beginning of the year after he won i went under for the rest of the year Two and a half. There's pro- he'll probably play in I don't know twelve or fifteen more events. I'll, I'll go under. I'm going over,
0: of course. Um, yeah. But I I think you're right. I think I think we're talking about uh like there's there's no part of me that's like oh he's not gonna win again. Like I think there is no chance that he goes winless for the rest of the year. And I feel like there's at least one more win in before the U.S. Open at some point. And I I just I'm I think we're watching. Uh, we're watching a, a, an incredible talent, but also an incredible talent that just has it turned on right now. And to me, I mean, you can, I, I pitched this to you. I read, uh, Justin Thomas as a golfer who is, you know, there, there's like a, a certain like talent level that can always put him in a certain place among his peers, but it also seems like he's just hot right now. And that's, and that's to me, uh, has me thinking that we're, we're not going to see this stop anytime soon.
1: I think I think you might want to major this year. Mm. I know that's I know it's a super hot take for somebody who's number two in the world. I'm gonna steal from I listened to the No Line Up podcast on Monday and uh DJ Pajowski and, and Solly talked about they got a question from a reader and it was um Speether Thomas, who are you taking? And there was no there was no qualifier, there was no uh, boundaries, it was just Speether Thomas. And so I'm curious about what your answer is to that uh, very ambiguous and open ended question. Speeth. Yeah. That's who it is for me, too.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm not sitting here proud about it. It's not the fun pick. That's for sure. It is not the fun pick. JT is the fun pick. But right now, right now, open ended, like, because you're talking about no qualifiers, like, we could mean all time, we could mean right now. Like, it's just, you know, Speeth or Thomas right now spieth yeah and i
1: I'm, think that he, here's the part that nobody really talks about i think that i think that spieth has a swing that is built for the long haul and i'm not sure if thomas does not that i mean i think thomas is probably a or he is a better driver and he's either as good of an iron player or, or you know it's really close, oh. but I I get concerned when I see guys swinging as hard as him. Not that he can't – I think he can do it for a long time, but when have we ever seen somebody in their 40s be able to swing like that?
0: Oh, but given the advancements in modern medicine and his young age, Justin Thomas is really banking on those bionic backs that we're going to have in <laughs> 20 years.
1: <laughs> but this is this is sort of the you see what tiger the, you see
0: what they did to tiger when they put the robot in his back
1: <laughs> yeah this is the template though is that you you burn as hot as you can for 10 or 12 years just rack up i mean this is the jason day thing now i i don't think that thomas is as injury prone as day is but i do think that there's a little bit of long-term concern there um and he would probably admit that i would think i i mean it if part of your advantage, if part of the reason you're good is because you're athletic and you swing as hard as you can with the driver every time, some of that has to wane over time. So you're just naturally going to get a little bit worse. Now, that might be true of Spieth as well. I just feel like his swing is built more like somebody like Phil Mickelson to where at the age of 47 or whatever, you're like, yeah, I can still kind of see him doing exactly what he's doing at the age of 24.
0: But for the moment, Thomas on a hot streak is one of the most fun things. It is one of the most fun things that we have going in golf in
1: 2018. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, he was another guy that I talked about with, with Augusta. What if, we get, what if we get Thomas Mickelson playoff at Augusta? What if we get Thomas Spieth at Augusta on Sunday?
0: I think – I mean I – I'm going I'm to say uh, where are we at this year? Um, Shakori Hills.
1: So Corey Hills.
0: Where are we at for the U S open? Oh, Shinnecock Shinnecock. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw down J, JT is my early U S open pick.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people that are already talking about that. Uh, which would be,
0: that'd be awesome. Um, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a former champion wins at Augusta. Haven't we had a couple, right. a bunch of first timers in a row?
1: He, well, Bubba wasn't. Bubba oh, won yeah. in fourteen. He had won before.
0: Maybe it's just been major- a lot of <laughs> first timers.
1: I got a I got a text yesterday from one of my buddies, just random. Like we hadn't talked in a couple days, just randomly, just you know, out of the blue, and said I'm. I found myself irrationally upset today that Danny Willett won the 2016 Masters. <laughs> And I was—I had been doing some some uh, research on uh, drivers at Augusta. Like, do you have to drive the ball well to win at Augusta? And I felt the exact same thing. I found myself irrationally bothered that Danny Willett won a Masters
0: because he did he not drive the ball particularly well or particularly far?
1: Oh no, he did. He was one of the—he was like a top forty driver on the PGA tour. But that you were year. just but thinking
0: I, back to the to that, he, like, he, oh, yeah.
1: By the way, the only bad driver that's won in the last 10 years is uh, Phil in 2010. And he was like only 66th on the PGA Tour, which is still pretty decent. Everybody else has been top 40.
0: Was, let's see. Just a little
1: nugget for you.
0: Is Is that a year where he's just working some magic from the rough?
1: Well, I mean, if Phil's the 66 best driver on the PGA Tour, he should win like 10 times because he's usually like 166.
0: Oh, okay, I got you.
1: So, you know, I, it, yeah.
0: Um. All right. So this JT is not going to be in the mix this weekend at the Valspar, but Tiger Woods is. Um. So we're gonna get and the and uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational is r- the next week, right?
1: It is. So yeah, we've got double, back,
0: back-to-back Tiger.
1: Yeah, back-to-back Tiger, back-to-back Rory. Uh, Sp- th- this week's field, it's sort of a um, – I called it like a springtime Travelers Championship. Sneaky great. Sneaky. Sergio, Spieth, <laughs> Tiger, Rory, Rose, Stinson, um I don't know if uh, Kyridek Apid Barnrat is playing, but that you could throw him in there. He's amazing.
0: Um I got I got I've got to get that one down. <laughs> you know what, you know what's going to happen when I when I get uh that name down. It'll be like when I finally got Giannis down. I just walked around my house going Anta de <laughs> It was very weird. <laughs> Cuz you're so excited could, once you finally get it.
1: I couldn't even get within like seven letters of spelling Janis's last name
0: correctly. <laughs> um all right. So where what do we know about um, what do we know about the course? What are we expecting in terms of, uh, what, what kind of player it favors, uh, as we're looking among, uh, the contenders?
1: Well, it's going to be a ball striking Fiesta chip. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's a course that is, you, you do, it, it, I think, I think I read that it's like the shortest or one of the, one of the two or three shortest driving distance courses in terms of a lot of dog uh, average- legs. Yeah, a lot of dog legs about average distance off the tee. There's five par threes uh, and four par five, so it's a par 71. But it's just a place where you have to be really precise with your irons. And, and even, even when you're not precise, you kind of have to just miss in the right spots and, and not make bogeys and doubles. I know that sounds really dumb and simplistic but that not all courses are like that a lot of courses that these guys play it's just see how far you can drive it see how close you can get it with a wedge and to me there's a lot more strategy at a place like Innisbrook uh, obviously the closing three or i think it's the closing three holes final three holes or or is it 16 15 16 17 whatever it is the snake pit uh, second only to the bear trap in terms of difficult animal uh, name Diffic- difficult three, <laughs> three whole stretches on the in the spring schedule uh, that's tough and um yeah i th- i think what's going to help tiger this week i was thinking about this if if we are saying it's the shortest or one of the shorter driving places on the pj tour i think that will give him an opportunity kind of like we saw at honda to hit more three woods to hit more two irons off the tee uh, and he was, again, he was awesome on approach shots at Honda. I mean, he wasn't the best in the field, but he was good enough to give himself a lot of looks. And so I think a place like this will, um, will favor him this week.
0: Can you hit a two iron? No. Yeah. I can't I was either.
1: Playing, I was playing the other day and one of my buddies was like, ah, I'm, I think I'm gonna hit two iron here. And I was like, you're going to hit what? He's like, yeah, I'm probably just going to hit three
0: wood. And I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. On a very simple level, the fact that Tiger is so good with his two iron off the tee, just it, it like adds to the mystique in my eyes, you know? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. He, just, well, that's the thing. He, he didn't here, just hit it like that, but
1: just he hit it. You know? What, yeah, I know. <laughs> here's what's getting lost is that because he's, clearly got his his distance back his length you can play these shorter courses like um you know this isn't necessarily a short course but it plays short like you said because of the dog legs and you can you can go to some of these shorter courses and hit a club that I think he's probably more comfortable with right now in a long iron or a three wood just as far or, or far enough to where you're in uh, premium position off the tee, but you're not losing that much distance, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for, like you're still having the same approach shots that you would have if you were hitting driver elsewhere. It sounds like yeah, what so you're saying.
1: I, yeah. I, I want to see, see him play Colonial. I want to see him play uh, Town, the RBC Heritage. I, I think places <laughs> like that, he would just kill at because <laughs> – you're taking driver out of his hands a lot of times but still he's he's still long enough with these other clubs off the tee to to be in a good position and i don't know i just think he would he would do well
0: tiger wins harman not not Har- harman town town uh by five strokes if he played it That'd it would be sweet
1: yeah it would be It'd sweet be him and him and luke donald in a playoff
0: uh all right so what's uh what is your who's your pick to win My pick to win was Justin Rose. He –
1: let me pull it up. I think he's – he hasn't missed a cut here, and he has like six top 25s or – hold on. I got it pulled up. Uh, Five top 20s in eight appearances. Didn't play great last week, but he's been awesome over the last three months. Obviously, great ball striker, and I just feel like he's – like he's just kind of flying under the radar. Like, we're talking about Sergio, we're talking about uh, Tiger Ror, or uh, Brandall's talking about Rory. Did you see what Brandel said about Rory? No, uh, I need to find the quote because I don't want to get it wrong. But he said something like, The worst he's hit his irons in years, I don't know where it is. He was just kind of down on his
0: uh, on Rory's chances to. To be at his peak form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So you got Justin Rose to win. Sergio, top 10 lock. More ball striking. Uh,
1: uh, uh, Yeah, Sergio was my top 10 lock. He played, again, he played great last week. I think Rory is putting, I think Rory's putting continues to put pressure on his iron game, and until he figures that out, he comes out a little bit better and more consistent on the greens, it could potentially be doing what he's doing right now, which is what I believe ruining other parts of his oh that's never mind. You cut all that out. That was David Duvall. Here's <laughs> here's here's Brandle. All right. His iron his iron play has never been worse. Obviously, that's probably the most important factor in winning at Augusta is putting yourself in the right pit, place to putt. He's completely out of sorts. He's missed a lot of short irons, a lot of scoring clubs. He's missing long left, coming out, missing them to the right. He's leaving himself in a bad spot. It's not the Rory that won four major championships. Mm. So there we go.
0: Or is, how about this? Uh, is your confidence fading in Rory McIlroy being one of the last two groups on Sunday?
1: Well, th- there's two ways to look at this and I said this about Ricky Fowler after Mexico. Fowler uh, is like 135th in on the PJ Tour in putting right now. That's not that's not good. Oh, but so, the the
0: other side of it being if all of a sudden he turns it on, everything else is in decent shape.
1: Yeah, so based on historical performance, I have to think that Fowler's going to finish I don't know, 45th, 60th, somewhere around there in putting. Which means, if that's true, and I think it is, I have no reason to believe otherwise, that he's about to get on a really hot stretch putting-wise over the next four or five months. And so I sort of feel the same about Rory. I was looking at his stats today. He's he's negative strokes gained on approach shots, which is absurd for him. He's putting it better than he's hitting his approach shots. And so if I think that he's going to finish second or third in strokes gain T to green, then I have to think that that's going to rebound over the next few months, which means he's going to probably contend if he keeps putting it halfway decent, which he kind of has been so far this year.
0: I don't think it's this week. I think not. I don't either. Um, my, my pick this week is the lamest pick. It is the favorite on the odds board. I think Speed, especially with Thomas, not even in the, not even there. This is this is when Speed follows up the JT win with a victory of his own. I love it. And you know what else? Because uh, what would Speed finish like? Eleven under or something? Like he was not miles back on yeah, Sunday. Yeah,
1: I think he, I think he was eleven under, and then he like doubled seventeen or something. But he, yeah, he was in it.
0: He was, and and that's what I was like. I was looking at him and. Uh, you know just cuz of course you're going to show him on the broadcast it's, it's Jordan Friggin Speeth but you know just just seeing that he was sniffing you know he had put together the kind of week where yeah you were you were there but you weren't really in contention to win it yeah i i think i'm going to go with uh i think i'm going to go with one of the best ball strikers uh in the world Jordan Speeth my pick to win
1: the trifecta you're <laughs> going to get JT Phil Speth consecutive weeks
0: yeah it's hey, awesome. It's I, I just uh, I do like Sergio though. I think I think that that's uh, I think that that is an equally uh, fun and good and and strong prediction.
1: Yeah, it, he's going to be fun to watch. I love watching his ball striking. Even on TV, it, it comes across. It's, he's just super fun to watch. So should be a should be a fun week.
0: All right, who's your sleeper before we get out of here?
1: My sleeper is Jason Duffner
0: Hat game strong.
1: Six. Yeah.
0: So, so is that to- all season? Like he still isn't going to have a sponsor on his hat all season. He just gets to wear Some, whatever he wants.
1: Somebody needs to jump in there, make a, make a play. Maybe, uh, who, do, what was the hat that he wore a couple of weeks ago? Tupac or
0: <laughs> I was, <laughs> um, I, I would have to pull on. All, it was the boss one when he was playing with Ty. Yeah. It was before that. It was like in Hawaii, I think.
1: Oh man. I don't remember. But, yeah, he's um, he's not been very good. Strokes scan T to green. He's 83rd. So sort of the same theory there as Ricky's putting. Like, Jason Dufner's is not the 83rd best ball striker on the PGA Tour. He's like the 30th or the 45th or whatever. So at some point, that starts to move the other way. And uh, he's got a good record at, at this course. So, I don't know, 60 to 1. It's kind of a fun, fun play. All
0: right. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Thank you so much uh, for all the kind comments. We love uh, when you interact. We love it even more if you review and rate us on iTunes or wherever you get the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. Uh, Tell your friends. Thank you very much. Kyle, we'll be back next week. Thanks, Chip.